Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. So today we're going to talk a little bit about practical guidance. So maybe you're listening to the previous episode and you, you're interested in starting to meditate Right. So we thought we'd just talk about kind of the, yeah, as you said, the really practical points. Where do I meditate? Mm. When? How do I do it? What do I wear? You know? Um, <laughs> so it's um, suggested that you meditate in a dedicated room or a part of the room that's that you only use for meditation. So um, in India, I know that they, or not necessarily just in India, but in lots of places in the East, it's not unusual to have your own room for just for meditation because it's such an integral part of the culture. Um, and that is not necessarily something that we're all afforded in the West when it's not as, as big a part of our culture. Um, but maybe, Alessandra, could you talk a little bit about how you have things set up in your house in Sweden? Yes, well, I live in an apartment, and um, since I have a little child, I have my um, basic place in the bedroom next to the bed, because this just feel like um, this is a place where I can get the most peace out in the other places. There's always connected to some other activity, work or play with Iris or cooking, and you want to get away from that. And usually the bedroom is a good place, mm-hmm. I would say. So most of the time I do it here, but you know, having a little child, you have to move around sometimes. If I'm meditating with others like you and the, our little group, sometimes I need to talk. And so then I will do it out in the living room where I can have a nice view of the the river. Yeah, the river outside here is very beautiful. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll share a photo. Yeah, at some you have point. beautiful nature around you. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So, even though you know that's and the you? the ideal. How oh, about you, Cara? Well, <laughs> yes, I also I have a little area in my bedroom, and I have a little um, a little space that I use there, but I can't always use it um, because I live with my husband and two children. And so there are times, especially on the weekend, when um, I don't want to be interrupted, but people need to come and go out of that room. So I just adjust if I need to, and I'll go into another room where I don't expect anybody to be there. I find a door is very helpful because we've been living in this house since June. And when we first moved here, there was a specific room that I thought would be really good for it. We have a sunroom and I thought, oh, that'll be perfect for meditation because I'll have, a you know, plenty of light, you know, natural light in there and things. And it doesn't have a door. And that very, very quickly became um, a, a, a no-go for me because... It can't keep sound out, and I don't have any way to signal to my kids in particular not to disturb me. So, mm-hmm. so the bedroom's been a good, a good place. 
But um, yeah, so even though it's it's suggested to have a special room or a special part of the room, and, and it's good to keep going back to that place, you know, it's also important to to meditate. So if it becomes, if your space becomes unavailable, but you still have a good, you know, uh, set a time that you could do it, mm-hmm. I suggest that you still, you know, find another place to do it because I think it's more important to actually do it than to go to your special place to, to do it. And I think both of us can relate to this. And I remember a colleague of ours, he wrote in the community page that he used to go and do it in the toilet because he had two small children that's right i've I've done this too i've done it in the bathroom and i have done it at work during lunch break you know sometimes uh you just have to be creative like you said to get it done you can't get it perfectly done with sitting down in your perfect place with the lighted candle sometimes it's just better to exactly take the time yes I agree. So another um, practical tip is to get some earplugs or some headphones so that if you do encounter any noise, um, you can just slip those on and you've eliminated your your external distraction. Um, I know my neighborhood is still being developed. It's still kind of under construction. So I get some heavy machinery noises when so I, I will have all of my family out working and, and going to school, and I'll be home, and then I hear this beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so it's good to have some headphones or some earplugs, um, and you don't want to be listening to music um, generally when, you, um, when you're meditating because that can be distracted unless you're listening to chants, which is something we'll get to later something that helps you to prepare for meditation. But generally, it's helpful not to have kind of the spa music kind of thing that you might associate with meditation um, that can be very relaxing, but it it kind of prevents you from going deeply. Um, So those headphones uh, would just be the noise-canceling type of headphones, not something that's plugged into music. Yeah. I just want to touch on the music again, so... In case it wasn't clear, you can have music, but then just in the beginning of your meditation, just to relax yourself. But what you meant is not to keep the music on. Right. Yeah. Because like we talked about in the last episode, we meditation is the techniques which come. So you have a full meditation practice that includes the techniques and then also that meditation time. So meditation has that dual meaning. And to get to that meditative state, kind of at the end of your meditation, you need to keep your body still, your mind still. And so you do those, the music part in the beginning, to, but don't, you don't keep it going because you don't want your brain to keep engaged in that way. But also, if there is someone listening to this now and you are absolutely beginner, I mean, if you can find a moment in you. For the beginning, you can listen to music, but then kind of to have the goal to eventually go silent, just right. to be realistic and yeah. be nice with ourselves. Because I have days too when I, when life is just blah, yeah, <laughs> and, or you feel 
I, I just want to listen to music and I listen to some calming chants and maybe I don't do as much meditation, but you know, mm-hmm. we do but what we can. Right. Absolutely. That's a great point. So, um, in your space where you are meditating, you want it to not be too dark. So this is another thing that I wasn't sure about when I was first starting. Like, do I go in a closet? Do I make it dark? Because sometimes when you're concentrating, your eyes may open a little bit. And then if it's light, that can be a little bit distracting in the beginning. Um, But you don't want to keep it too dark. Um, You want to stay alert and engaged. So meditation is an active state. We are not being passive. We are being active. We're actively trying to raise our consciousness, raise our energy. So we don't want it to be dark because that is something that signals to us. It it may kind of uh, emphasize a tiredness and it may kind of bring you more to a state of readiness for sleep rather than the opposite, which would be um, ready for meditation, because those are two opposing uh, states. So so you don't want it super bright. You would want to kind of keep, if you have control over the light, you know, you want it to be dim. You don't want it to be super bright, but um, just avoid. I think early on I was even putting like an eye mask on because I thought, you know, that I, I thought it should be really dark. But through experience and teachings, I've learned that um, it's actually good to have some light. I just want to add in when we talk about raising your consciousness, you might be new to this term. And this can be described as we're going to talk about it later in another episode. But just to think of yourself moving from that fight and flight mode where you're just super stressed and ag- angry and irritated at everyone to just moving to a state where you're calm and you understand and you just see like we talked on earlier you see the solution in ra- instead of the problem to whatever you're facing so that's kind of what we talk about right good point so um another question that a uh newer meditator may be wondering is when do I meditate? Does it matter if I do it in the morning? Do I wake, need to wake up in the middle of the night to get the best results? Um, really, it's great to have some regularity and that really helps with building a habit. So we'll talk in a little bit more about habits, but if you make it so that, for example, as soon as you wake up, you go and meditate. It's the first thing you do in the morning. Um, then you're going to build that habit. So that's going to be a no brainer for you. You'll, your body will be ready for that over time. Um, the same thing as if you always do it right before lunch or you always do it right before you go to bed, just, you know, like anything else, you develop a habit, the more time, the more you do that. So if you're doing it at the same time every day, that can really benefit you. And it can also help to do it, I mentioned maybe you do it as soon as you wake up. Early morning is a great time to do it because you have an empty stomach. And um, so your body is not busy digesting your food. Your energy isn't going into your stomach, which makes it easier to use. 
and you haven't engaged in any outward activities yet, so you're already kind of more balanced. You're starting from a higher point where you've just woken up, you're kind of a, a clean slate, and so you don't have anything that, you know, somebody hasn't just said something to you that's annoyed you, that's going to distract you from your meditation, for instance. Um, and it also just helps to set a harmonious tone for your day. So you start your day with this kind of cleansing um, activity and you feel good. You're starting your day knowing you've done something productive, something that's good for you, and it's great for your attitude and you're starting your day that way, which feels really good too. To uh, to find the time during the day that suits me, and with a little toddler, it's not the easiest all of the time because you can't just decide now I'm going to do it. <laughs> you're just going to have to work around her schedule. Mm-hmm. And I personally find that doing it in the morning is the best. And now. Um, I do it mostly in the morning. Some days I'm lazy and I don't. But because I started to really see, feel the difference, like you said, someone might say something annoying, but those days that I meditated and had a good meditation in the morning, uh, once again, I'm much more able to meet life, any circumstance uh, when I meditate and it's also much better feeling to know that, okay, I've done this and it's not just something hanging there. When you come home, when you cook dinner, when you put yeah. the, your child to bed, then you have to meditate. Then it's kind of a negative feeling connected to that. Yeah, it's kind of hanging over you. I know what you mean. So what do you do when um, you wake up, because I know that this happens, you wake up specifically at five in the morning to have a nice <laughs> meditation And Iris, bless her little heart, just there's something (laughs) like she senses it and she gets up and then Mm -hmm. you've only gotten like, you know, three minutes of this, what you had hoped had been an hour. Yeah. Well, to begin, to start with, I was a bit frustrated because it's like, come on, I'm trying to be good here. I'm meditating. I'm I'm getting up at five or five thirty to meditate. Yeah. Work with me, universe. (laughs) But now what I try to do, if I can, I'll just lay down next to her and see if she goes back to sleep. And maybe I can sit down again. If she mm-hmm. doesn't, if she want to go up, well, you know, I did my best. I did mm-hmm. my part. I mm-hmm. woke up. I did it. But then she woke up and I'll try and find some time. Maybe sometimes I will uh, let her watch a little bit of TV and I can do something just to get that in the morning or the first thing I do at work, just get 10 minutes to center myself. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting because you touch on like in the beginning, the way that it felt, you know, how frustrating it was. And I think that sometimes we have to step back and we have to think, what am I trying to get out of this meditation? Why am I bringing this into my life? And we want we're doing this to better ourselves. Everybody who's listening is doing this to better themselves in some way, whether they're anxious, whether they feel impatient, whether they want to grow spiritually, whatever their inclination is, they're trying to be better. And so I love how you've 
talked about how in the beginning it felt frustrating. Now, you know, there's more of an acceptance around it. It's more of, you know, you meet it with a type of grace. And that's the point. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, what are we trying to achieve? And so it's not always about the actual Mm. meditation. Sometimes we're given these opportunities to say, okay, this is another way I can show my grace and my growth is how I react to this. Yeah. And uh, so just to come back to all these points that we give, it's like this is how it should be done. And it's great if you can make it this way. Right, the suggestions. This goes for us. We, we, we try, but basically you do it, you do it when it works, when you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So um, just wrapping up the, the practical side here. So another kind of thing I wondered about in the beginning was, do I need to buy meditation clothes? Like, do I wear yoga clothes? Is there something in in particular that I'm supposed to wear. Um, And really, you want to be comfortable if you can be. You want to give your tummy some space so that you can have, you can encourage that diaphragmatic breathing, which is so good for you. And some of the meditation techniques call for for specifically diaphragmatic breathing. Um, But as Alessandra said, sometimes you might be at work And you may want to carve out like five or 10 minutes right before lunch or something or a break time. And and you might want to use that. Does that mean that you need to bring clothes into work to change so that you can go into the full lotus position on the floor? Um, And the answer is no. You know, you make do with what you have. If you find yourself at work and you're dressed in a suit you don't have to be on the floor to meditate. You can meditate in a chair. You want to have a firm chair. You want to stay away from the back of the chair. You don't want to go sit on a couch and kind of let yourself be absorbed in it um, or an armchair. You want to be in something that's firm. Um, but your clothes are not an excuse. <laughs> but if you are just, you know, you'd planned it out and you knew that at 2 o'clock, you had time in your schedule at home where you weren't going to be disturbed. Yeah, put on some some workout clothes that are nice and comfortable and stretchy so that you don't have any constrictions. Um, and that's that's a great way to do it. But don't feel restricted to your clothes. No. Well, actually not restricted to anything because meditation is such a practice. You can do it almost anywhere. Right. If you... You're inventive. Yep. Uh, oh, like go ahead. Even like I've done it on airplanes or you can do it in a tra- If you're commuting to work, mm-hmm. that's an excellent time to just close your eyes. Pe- people will not notice that you're meditating. They might just think you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So if, if you feel awkward doing it yeah. on the train. Right. Maybe not when you're driving, if you have to drive no, to work. You pro- probably don't want to do it then. <laughs> Just an idea. <laughs> um, so as for timing, it, when you're just starting out, you want to start with just five or ten minutes. Be realistic with um, your time. Um, I always encourage my students, you know, don't don't get I, I love enthusiasm, but please don't go home and try to do 30 minutes a day between now and the next time we meet because in the beginning, 
your mind is going to wander. You're going to have to bring it back. And that that's just how it's going to be. This is like learning the piano or learning something new. Anything you learn that's new, you're going to start not doing it very well. Well, I shouldn't say it that way, but you're going to start um, at a beginner's level. And with meditation, one of the things that has to be overcome is dealing with a mind that wants to wander. And so you will get good at bringing your mind back. And so as you're meditating, you realize, oh, I stopped focusing on the breath or I stopped doing, I stopped concentrating on what I was supposed to be doing. I'm going to bring myself back. I'm bringing my concentration back. And you may have to do that over and over and over. You will probably have to do that over and over and over in the beginning. And that's okay. That's just practicing. So we just bring ourselves back and we get really good at bringing our attention back. And that's the kind of attitude you want to go into it with. Look at how good I am at bringing my attention back. Look, my I my concentration left me, but I brought it back and you're strengthening yourself that way. And so, but don't put yourself in a position where you have to do that a thousand times because you really have to do it for half an hour because you're really eager. I, I, I just think it's a lot better to start realistically and don't put yourself in a position where you're going to get frustrated and feel like you're not good at it because it's just normal. So, yeah. I have a good example of this, actually, a client of mine. He is very enthusiastic about meditation and, you know, he loves to meditate. But and then recently when we met, I asked, so how is it going? He's like, yeah, well, you know, every time I do it, I feel I love to do it. And I wonder why I don't do it more often. And I said, "Uh, so trying to fish a little bit like why is it not working and then because I had been sending him guided meditations and then I changed the approach because the meditations I had been sending were like 15 minutes sometimes even half an hour so I was like oh yeah he's a beginner (laughs) we need to go back to habit so we changed the approach and made shorter meditations and I said I'm gonna send you a shorter one do this for one week. I'll give you a new one next week. And what a difference. Really? Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's great. So really start small. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's three minutes, start with three minutes. Right. And then just gradually extend it. You know, add a minute a week maybe. Or, you know, listen to yourself and say, you know, decide when mm. you're ready to up it a little bit, but don't feel like you're not doing it right if you're not doing it for 20 minutes. I mean, I remember when I started 20 minutes seemed like a long time. So <laughs> that would have been my weekly long meditation mm. and um, and I would have felt intimidated about doing that. So be gentle on yourself and set yourself up for success. Yes. Um, so another thing that might be or is important is to set an intention. Um, I mean, why are you meditating? I guess if you are drawn to it, there is something like Cara said, you want to improve something about yourself, about your life situation. It can be that 
you're not happy with your work situation, your relationship, you're not happy with your body, maybe you want to heal some um, disease, just set that intention. And you can have a general intention, like, so I'm starting to meditate because I want to fix this. But then set also an intention for today, because sometimes it's good to have a, a goal, like directional goal, but we also have to be realistic. It's going to take me time to get to that goal over there. So for today, I'm just happy with some peace or just today I just want to get over this uh, stress about the situation with my boss and whatever it might be. And for those who have um, some kind of belief of faith, you can take that intention a step longer and pray before you meditate just to, if you have uh, any form of the divine you relate to, or if you call it universe. Um, you or can even set just your, um, your higher self. Some people yeah. may not have like an external thing. Well, I love, I think it's a, equivalent to the universe, but even kind of a little more personal where mm. we think of like, you know, sometimes we, I think everybody probably has felt at some point in time that maybe intuitive feeling, something a little more where you mm. feel that there's a part of you that understands something greater than what you can perceive in your waking life. And mm. so even if it's just opening yourself up to your own higher self, the part of you that is broader than your current existence mm. also. So kind of just find that carrot. What is it that's driving you to do this? And because some days it's, you don't have to push yourself or coach yourself, but some days you will have to really like, oh, why am I doing this now again? Kind of to make the choice of sitting down to meditate rather than going with your friends, going to Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be distracting you. So I guess the most important thing with everything, and especially with meditation now, when you start up is to create the habit. So we talked a little bit already about how we meditate. I don't know if you have anything. Maybe you, Cara, can share something about your habit over time has it changed since you started to now what was the challenge yeah absolutely um with i i meditate obviously a lot more than i did when i started um it was really difficult for me to even do it twice a day i was pretty good at once a day um the weekends have always been hard for me with having everybody home and and wanting to be an active mem member of my family you know sometimes i find it hard to pull myself away or you know i just get distracted really um but over time meditation has become a bigger and bigger part of my life um I have groups that I meditate with. A lot of them are online, and I make uh, those have been accessible to me for a long time, but I've become more and more diligent about keeping those appointments um, and just doing it more often. So, but like you said, I, I like to do it. My, my personal habit is um, on the weekdays, 
I wake up early and I do some exercises to kind of energize myself. Um, there are specific exercises that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. It's not yoga, but they help with energization. It helps to kind of give you a calm energy, uh, you know, kind of harness your energy a little bit. Um, I think it reminds a bit about Tai Chi. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't have experience uh, or, with that, but I think you're right. I would say yeah. that. So I do a couple of different types of exercises, and then I kind of get the kids ready and myself ready, and then they go off to school, and my husband goes off to work, and then that's when I do, like I sit down and I listen to some music, like some chants, and um, I do a prayer, and I do some breathing exercises, and um, and then I immerse myself in that meditative state. And then I will typically do it another time of the day. Usually I do it uh, in the afternoon and not really before I go to bed or anything. Well, you have a full house. That's uh, yeah. much more difficult. Than, right. um, yeah, I kind of touched on it already, but I try to do it in the morning. And this has taken me a lot of time. And you touched on it, Cara, that... Uh, this group meditation can be very good for starting the habit. That is really what has helped me. First of all, the group meditations online to have that support of your team. You know, some days when you just want to go to bed because for me it's it's bedtime when we connect all of us. Um, it kind of gives me the encouragement to go and meditate, even though I want to go to bed. But also to go on a retreat, like oh, I went yeah. away this summer and coming back from that, because um, when we meditated every morning, every evening, sometimes a little bit in between that, there and during the day. So altogether four to five, six hours a day. And then you come home and was like, it's not so difficult getting up early in the morning to do half an hour, an hour, and then just a little bit in the evening again. Mm-hmm. Just... Um, yeah, makes it a lot easier to get that um, longer meditation to compare with. Right, yeah. Uh, we actually did some research uh, before this episode in terms of creating a habit. I remember doing pregnancy yoga. They talk about it in Kundalini about 40 days to create a habit. Google says it's 21 days, and this is based on an old study, but it was something connected to people, um, something losing their arms. and I didn't read the whole story there, but the point is it's, it's not that easy to say it takes 21 days. It depends very much on what habit you're trying to create. For example... An easy habit such as drinking warm water when you wake up in the morning, which is very good, by the way, um, can just take 21 days or something. And then to eat a fruit, uh, was it a fruit at lunch every day, can take like 66 days. Maybe we can share this study if someone is interested. So you kind of had to stick with it it's not that easy to you can say oh, in 21 days or 40 days because for me it wasn't like that for example the exercises you talked about 
Mm. I think it took me a year before I could accept them. Like, yeah, for one year was a struggle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would do like six out of seven days. Mm -hmm. But now I do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So the different forming a habit, it depends how how big the habit is and it's hard to say if there's like a specific mm. um t- one thing though that the studies uh, said was that it's important like the first few days so let's say you're starting to meditate now let's try and really dedicate yourself for the first week or weeks at least and stick with it and then after that it's fine to skip a day or so and personally, I always had this as well as a rule for myself that those days when I skipped those exercises or um, when I just did one instead of two meditations, it's like, okay, today I didn't make it. It's But tomorrow, no matter how hard it's going to be, I'm going to do it just to not have that gap of two days not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's one day, sometimes life happens. Right. And just try and get back up on the horse again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just be careful of that slip. Mm. Yeah. Good. Uh, I think we covered it all. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and we hope you found this helpful. Please subscribe and you can learn more about us at the And we look forward to the next meditation conversation.